0: Now, now, stop so I here. everything to change, The change, that war tool make you open your brain, open your, open your brain, Eric Vanic is here, so remember the name, remember the name, hey, hey. he got the waiver wire for the week, tell you who to start and who to you give a shit, dropping the podcast every week, you know the knowledge is elite, after the show we gon' hold a Lombardi, celebrating like we throwing a party, this the blueprint and I know they gon' copy, my intros always go to This is America's game.
1: What is up, everybody? Welcome back to America's Game, episode number nineteen. I am your host Eric Vanek. You can follow me on Twitter at Eric Vanek NFL. Follow the show at America's Game Pod as well. And this time, I am joined by the tag team, the New Age Outlaws, the Steiner Brothers, Hall and Nash, Edge and Christian, the Hardy Boys, Adam and Mike. What's going on, guys? Those yeah, tag teams
2: right the there—the dynasty <laughs> tag teams of the world, man. Let's go! Hell
1: yeah! What's going on, guys? Not I'm much, not man. Teenager.
2: I'm uh, I'm ready to do America's game. I'm Mike and I. You know, we, we tagged each other in at the same time. I don't know if that's legal, but we did it.
0: Yeah, I'm uh, I'm recovering. It was a uh, it's been a rough day for me. Real tough. I had a three hour nap. Thanks oh to fuck, me. that's real tough, buddy. Thanks to me, I took today off. All right, so I took today off because my wife is out of town. She needs somebody to take the kid to school. Right. So last night I picked the kid up from <laughs> dance, come home, she eats dinner, and I go hey do you even want to go to school tomorrow? She goes, nah. I said, don't worry, I got you, I'm a parent. I can just call in, you won't have to go. You can just (laughs) hang out at home. She goes, all right. I said, we'll stay up late, we'll sleep in tomorrow, it'll be a great day. So we both stayed up late, I put her to bed, I go to bed. This morning at 5.15, she's in my room. Dad, I want to go to school. (laughs) Too late, I already called you out, go back to bed. We're done. Like, 30 minutes later, I wake up again. She's in there with an iPad, and it's got my wife's face on it. (laughs) She had called my wife from her iPad. She goes, why is Braylon not going to school? Why is she crying? And I'm like, you son of a bitch. (laughs) You fucking sold me out, sold me (laughs) down the river. (laughs) We were set up for a great day. So I had to wake my ass up to get her to school, and then I came back, and I fucked around the house for a little bit, and I was like, I'm just going to lay down and take a nap. I don't have to meet up with Adam till 1 o'clock my time, and the uh, next thing I know, I look at my phone, and I got a missed message from fucking Adam. It's 1.45, and I'm like, damn, I slept like a rock. <laughs> <laughs> nap, nap out the ass. So, yeah, that's been my day, Eric. It's been rough. It's been rough. And the, and
1: the daughter's walking home from school.
0: <sighs> she should. She should. I, I six her.
1: mile walk you're walking home damn it
0: never again i mean what kind of seven-year-old wants to go to school and then cries because they can't go oh.
2: so, uh, your kid too you know Th- like,
0: this generation man this is this is the price i pay for uh being married to a teacher this is what i do yeah i you know I, she's I, indoctrinated see, <laughs> so she, she's this not is... like us when we were kids man like a free day away from school i don't care what age i was <laughs> see ya it's...
2: This is one of those things I can learn learn through Mike. You know, I, my wife's a teacher, and uh, Aubrey, as she gets older, like I just know that if you offer something like this, you may have to be ready to, to flip flop on it. And I didn't she think she at least should years. have to at a minimum, you know, learn from like way back in the day. You know, people talk about walking both ways to school. We should at least today like let her earn the way home, you know, you, you can, you can walk, you know, you no bus today.
0: <laughs> Good luck to you. Only yeah. problem
2: is it's not the old days and she'll hit that iPad again, buddy. So I, yeah. I, just, I just make <laughs> sure you get, true. I just make yeah. sure you get, you get her home.
0: Not risking that at all. <laughs> yeah,
1: that would be rough for sure. Jeez. Oh man. All right. How was your uh, guys' week uh, 13? Week 14 coming up here one week before the playoffs. Are you guys sitting pretty in most of your leagues? Are you guys biting your nails How, how's it going
0: not too, too bad uh i know monday night the trevor lawrence injury i had a trade deadline on in one league that i have trevor lawrence so mad scrambled to make a trade before the playoffs <laughs> to get rid of t law to get a quarterback back and uh that wasn't fun so uh, you never like to see injuries but for the most part it's been pretty good uh, i did have two completely undefeated untouched teams even against the median right so going in they were 24 and 0 uh, one of them did take one L, <laughs> right? So, t- unfortunately, that one's 25-1, and one. but I still do have one, Eric. I got one hopeful, hasn't been touched yet, not a scratch on it. Now, we're entering the time of season where I can't afford any scratches <laughs> on that, so I'll see everybody in week 16 with that one, and hopefully we can keep that uh, momentum going, huh?
2: Well, that's what I was going to... That's either, uh, Mike, you either have the 72 Dolphins at this point, right? You- you are you Patriots. go down in infamy, or you go down as one of those teams that no one remembers at all because they lost when it was most meaningful. So they didn't go undefeated. Yeah. yeah. So, um, I I would say I have most of the teams at this point that I've like decidedly directed to contending. Um, like they're they're all in positions that I want them to be. I have a couple that we have some uh some 4D chess, I guess, to play a little bit, right? Because I have. Like one one contender in particular, I can think of in best ball. Um, I have you know, I, I have Lawrence thing to deal with. I still have Andrews that I haven't been able to move because you know people are basically cucking me. So um, I really would like to in the next week. And I don't have a week actually till before the games are over at the end of this week. Make a make make a wish and make those two guys move. Um, so I have a couple of like things like that to clean up, just tidy up, but. Um, overall, I have teams that I think are pretty good position. I just think right now it'll be interesting with this episode. It's perfect time to talk about how you can plan all the things you want, man. <laughs> the variance is coming for us and the injuries that we have now. And to keep kind of keep in mind how that can absolutely derail you in the, going into the playoffs or in the playoffs.
0: Yeah, I got to – just so people know, man, I just had to look at it too because I didn't know what the numbers were. I got 23 dynasty teams uh, going into the playoffs in various forms, you know, so I'm sneaking in under the wire some heavy favorites and uh two redraft teams going to the playoffs. So we'll see how it plays out. So far this year has actually been pretty good. Week 13 wasn't too detrimental for us, hopefully. <laughs> hopefully for our nice. playoff chances. So it's probably the most uh, contending teams I think I've ever had tried to manage. Nice.
1: Yeah, I'd say most of my teams have have done pretty good so far. I'm looking at my FFPC ones right now. Um, I did like 13 of their $35 leagues, and I'm going to make the playoffs in 11 of them, of the 13, so that's nice. Home leagues, I should make the playoffs in two out of three. The third one is up in the air this week. Um, trying to think of like my uh, MFL ones. I got, I don't know on, on those, but I, uh, overall pretty decent year so far. Uh, hoping to sneak a couple in. I got a, definitely a few that are already in. Uh, one this week I was was uncertain about because I had, like, everybody on by. Lamar was on by. My backup quarterback was Aiden O'Connell because Kirk Cousins got hurt. He was on by, so I had to do it with, like, Joe Flacco and uh, Jake Browning. No, actually, I only had Jake Browning on that team. And uh, my opponent somehow had Terry McLaurin, who got, like, a zero, Tank out who got hurt with a zero and he had another guy who got a zero too and he was projected to kill me and i ended up winning somehow uh, by like five points so i overtook him in our division and i got the uh two seed bye because of that so i got really really lucky in that league this week
0: nice how are your uh, best ball teams your best ball mania four teams how many entries did you have of those?
1: Um, I had like six or seven. They weren't doing very good, so I had one that was in the money. F- I think I was like in second place now, so I'm not sure. I'd have to look at it again. Uh, but yeah, I didn't do very good in those this year. That's for sure.
0: Hey, I got uh, I got three currently advancing, and maybe I'll get a fourth in uh, these nice. 14s, which would be nice because at least it gives you the opportunity, right, to play for the the big bucks, and we'll see how mm. that goes.
1: Right, right. Yeah, I definitely didn't do very good in those this year. Definitely a learning lesson for next year. Um, and, like, the wide receivers in those drafts just went crazy. It was, it was like the first, like, nine picks were, like, receivers, it seemed like.
0: Well, all those all those teams that I have that are <clears> doing <throat> well in best ball mania are uh, two of stacks with Tyreek, and they yeah. usually have HN. <laughs> yeah. At some point at the running back, I took him. So that yeah. was uh, probably my most uh, beneficial, you know, dolphin That'll stack. Definitely... That'll
1: definitely help. Hey, Adam, how about that team I drafted for you? That one's doing great, huh? You know,
2: uh, oh, it, yeah. So that, I, that one's Sporro, amazing.
1: Burrow, Watson, Jimmy G were your three quarterbacks.
2: So this is a – man, this is a league. It's a home league I have, and it's uh, it used to be a keeper league. And, Mike, I'll just put it like this. Um, everyone listening to it was a league that the keeper format, it was exploitable to a degree, right, because it just is. You, you can – you can get around things that is not full dynasty. And eventually people were wanting to get rid of that. And to me, that was a perfect time to push it to dynasty. And most people did not want to do that in that league. So they pushed it to redraft, which now it's not, I I still like the the guys in the league and I just, I don't focus on redraft. I don't care about it as much as dynasty. So it's not um, one of my like primary focus leagues anymore. But I, I at the time we had recordings to do, so I was like, "Eric, man, I'm in a pinch. Can you do? Can you draft the team?" He's like, oh, yeah, I got you. Let's say less, man." He drafted this team. I'm like, "Dude, we got so lucky. Like, because I remember it's a very quarterback-driven league. Yep. It's a point two point uh, point PPR league, so it's almost standard. It's uh, like very quarterback scoring, five point passing touchdown, super flex, s- shallow starters. So he get we get Burrow, and then we get on the turn Watson. I'm like. Yeah, and no we were way, picking dude. it in
1: the middle. We were like 105, 106 or something.
2: I'm like, no way. You you pulled it off. You you son of a bitch. How'd you do this, you know? <laughs> he, he's checking in with me, and I'm the, we're just like, we're kind of laughing, like, oh, man, we, we love this team. It's funny. I was actually talking about this. Mike and I just recorded Canton Bound, and I told him, I said, in a redraft league, I had to play Tim Boyle this week. Mm-hmm. And I now have to figure out my only quarterback in that league again, and um, that was how that team's doing. So it's, it's, it's got gonna... four wins. Yeah, they were pretty early in the year, and it's been pretty rough since.
1: Yeah, you might as well just start boil again and not worry <clears throat> about it because he ain't going anywhere.
2: He's uh he's currently a free agent, says sleeper. So um, <laughs> yeah, so that 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 one did not do as well. Um, I'm in. I actually just had to count. I'm in twelve playoffs right now in um, in dy- in my dynasty leagues. The interesting part, man, interesting part is I'm only right now. Like I had a a lot of teams that started really well. I still like all of them, but I'm only actually in one guaranteed buy where I thought I was going to have more like five. I have some that are kind of on the fence of three. It'll be a three seed or two seed. One of these leagues I just pulled up, South Harmon Dynasty Degenerates. I made this league, uh, it's kind of a debauchery type league. It's 16 starters, best ball. It's absolutely nuts. Like I, I still really like my team and chances in this league. But the crazy part is this, guys: it's twenty-one and five with median scoring. I am the sixth seed.
1: Wow, that's crazy. Yeah,
2: how nuts is this? Twenty-three and three, twenty-three and three, twenty-three and three, and then two teams that are twenty-one and five that are ahead of me. One team's ahead of me by nine points. The other one's ahead of me by like a hundred. So,
0: how about it, those teams at the bottom, man? Oh, one yeah. of those one in twenty five
2: teams. Mike 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 <laughs> decided to get out of the middle. He's the one in twenty-five with businesses booming, Mr. Wonderful. So it's a uh, and this is its inaugural year. So at least we, you know, we did things the right way. But man, it's convoluted at the top, buddy. Crazy. I
1: was gonna ask, what'd you guys do a league with you, uh Adam and Mike and Jag was like the other ten participants?
0: No, no, no. <laughs> we just got a, we got a lot of people here at South Harmon that really take that that either compete or get your ass to the bottom and they take it serious. So yeah, uh, very serious. As, as Adam's struggling at the top, right? To compete, I'm struggling at the bottom to maintain <laughs> one of those top 3 draft positions, <laughs> you know, like not but we locked it up. We're locked in or the either the 101 or 102 how this uh, shakes out. So that's nice. good. Well, I go. will
2: say let me just say it this way too. One of the things I've been struggling with in this league, so it's a two quarterback league, start 16. So in this league specifically, it's a, I think this will be a good segue too, to the players we're going to talk about in injuries. Yep. A quarterback too. If you, if you just look were to look at warp and think about the format like there's so many skill players that the quarterback scoring if you're not in like the high-end elite range like i, I just kind of don't care right i just need a body frankly guys it's a quarter it actually has to be a second quarterback so right now like i have tua which i love and then i have Ritter, which i hate but honestly i just need a body in that spot right i got mr Trubisky, who i probably should have cut but haven't and now all of a sudden he's gonna play so that was kind of found money but um I don't even know how, like, do we do we have a defined timeline on Kenny Pickett's actual length of miss?
0: Yeah, I don't think you're going to see him again mm-hmm. this year, buddy.
2: Okay, so if that's the case, I, I, got, I got a found third quarterback, which is extremely rare and awesome for this format. I was just, the reason I wanted to ask that is because I think this is good for everyone else to listen to and think about too. Your contending team's going in. Stay on the waiver wire, make trades. This is a no-trade deadline, so I don't have to worry about it. But if you have a trade deadline, you want to make sure that you patch up that position especially as best you can or even have a uh, plan b like Mike and I talked about on another show where get us some extra fab to be able to go get the backup if you don't want to roster them in a lineup league right make sure that you have a contingency plan for you know worst case scenarios for quarterbacks going into the playoffs cuz we saw Trevor Lawrence go down we've seen a ton of injuries at that position
1: right i like uh picking up flacco for the rest of the year i think flacco is going to be somebody that could help at least in those positions like he's better than Desmond Ritter he's better than whatever Jets quarterback he's better than Trubisky I think you know Flacco can go out there and get you a solid 250 and maybe two touchdowns one one or two touchdowns every week so if I can buy a guy that'd be Flacco right now for me what's those you know uh lower tier guys
2: yeah cheap one I I like it too
0: it's funny you were talking about that too and like your struggles and I already locked up the one or 102 pick, and I'm out here spending $500 of fab on CJ Beathard just to fuck anybody who still needs a quarterback. <laughs> I, what I, I
2: saw that. Yeah. Um, what a can I tell you what the best part is? Like, now, now, everybody knows what the tax is for c j Bethard, so um yeah it'll be it'll be nice to get that going ahead of time i I want everyone else at least that's in a really screw position to go ahead and chase that yeah, go chase that out right, right, I got right. my lucky Mitch Trubisky for now, you know
1: <laughs> Nice. <laughs> all right, so this week, we're gonna talk a bit about the injuries that happened this week since there was about seventeen thousand of them. So we're going to kind of break through some of the injuries here, talk about them, what we're going to do with these guys for the rest of the year, maybe their backups, if we value them at all, whatnot. Uh, So first one, we'll start with the quarterbacks, Trevor Lawrence uh, that Adam mentioned a little bit ago. High ankle sprain. I'm betting he misses. It's usually, what, three to four weeks? So I'm guessing he misses about that much. CJ Beathard's going to start this week against the Browns. Not a great matchup for him. Plus, Christian Kirk is out probably the rest of the year, too. Um, what are you guys doing with Trevor Lawrence? Obviously, you don't want to just sell him for cheap. Still, you know, a top 10 quarterback in Dynasty. Um, are you looking to maybe tear down from him to go get like a Jared Goff type? Um, would you be okay with that maybe get a little plus on top of it something like that?
0: So I've had to make two decisions. I got a lot of Trevor Lawrence too on contending teams um, Same. Some of them we were talking about on 4d when we recorded that last night Like uh, I get the luxury of being the one seed and not really having to make a decision on them until week 16 um, You know, so I got the next couple of weeks to see and kind of wait it wait it out and see what happens uh, if I'm a team that's going to be playing, I need to get in this week, I need to get in next, you know, I need to win next week because I'm playing in the first round, uh, your timeline's kind of up. Or if you got a trade deadline that's coming up, you know, some of these leagues play with trade deadlines this week. I had some that were last week, so I had to make a decision on Trevor Lawrence. Uh, on a contending team, Eric, I actually sent away Trevor Lawrence. It's a basketball league. I sent away Trevor Lawrence. I got Geno Smith back, uh, James Cook, Trey McBride. Like the, and I think I had to add a third or something to it. I'm going like, I just need a quarterback, right? I just need a body who's startable, who's you know in there. If I'm on a rebuilder, shit, I don't think I do anything with Trevor Lawrence. Uh, I don't. You just hold on to him. You're not getting full bowl value. Just, you just ride him in. But these contending teams, yeah, definitely. Uh, I'm not gonna. I'm not gonna potentially lose out on a fantasy championship because I was uh, an asshole and just held on to Trevor Lawrence. Like, <clears throat> make something happen. You know, you may not get an equal quarterback back. You may have to, like you said, go down to Jared Goff, but see if you can get a plus, right? See if you can get a plus that's usable for your team, whatever it is, whatever format, lineup. Yeah,
1: I like like what you did. You got Trey McBride back. That could be a top 10 tight end, you know, Mm -hmm. dynasty-wise next year. So that's a really nice get for you. Plus, James Cook isn't terrible. He's a top, you know, 25 running back. So
0: Yeah, you get those multiple pieces in best ball. You can make that kind of stuff work. For sure. Yeah,
2: I think – Yeah, I think, uh, well, I have, I kind of um, highlighted a little bit of this on 40, but there's, I think there's two things that I keep in mind. Uh, It's been a question I got a lot. I mean, Trevor Lawrence, I think is one of the higher end quarterbacks and it happened so late in the year, right before the playoffs that this question all of a sudden got pounced to me all at once. And I think the two things I describe as the, you have to evaluate before you really answer what you're going to do. Mike, like Mike hit the rebuild point beautifully. Like if you're rebuilding, there's there is no reason to move him because no one's going to trade for Trevor Lawrence other than a discount. And for you, you just hold there as a contender. If you have Trevor Lawrence and you're going to move him, I think that the key thing first is you have to say to yourself, okay, if I move almost even if you don't move Lawrence, but if I move Lawrence or if I move first round draft capital, like high end productive players on my team or assets, if I make that move now with what will become of this team after that, do I have a serious puncher's chance in this, in this playoffs now? And if the answer to that is not like a pretty resounding yes, you you should not be doing this. Like there's no reason to forego that type of dynasty value for a, you know, win now move. If you're not actually really in your opinion, going to even be at the table as far as realistic chance to win it all right now, if the answer is yes, though, I do think one of the things where this is such a key answer, if it's no, I'm probably not gonna make a a, a short sighted move like this. Now, if the answer is yes, though, if you have a team where you say yes, like not having not having Lawrence is gonna potentially have this team that is very much in the mix of winning a title go to waste, I do not want to do that. Like you don't want to waste that because like Patrick Mahomes is a perfect example for me. Last year, Patrick Mahomes helped you win titles by far and away. He was unbelievable. Look at him this year you can still have the perfect roster construction. Patrick Mahomes has been more of a detriment actually. Like my point with that is every year, year in and year out, you are not going to be able to guarantee yourself to be in a position to win it all in your league. And if you're in that position, I think it's important to capitalize and give yourself every chance to actually win. So if that's the case, and now you can say, yes, I think like uh, making a move, even if it's not the greatest dynasty value gives me a real chance to win. I think you've got to explore every single one of those options And there's going to be times where, yes, I'll take the tear down to Goff here. Like, can Goff uh, have anywhere near the safety of Trevor Lawrence long-term? Absolutely not. Is Goff who I'd take in in a startup before Trevor Lawrence next year? Absolutely not. But he's going to play right now. And I think then you kind of can craft the deal around Is it line up and is it shallow starters? Okay, if that's the case, maybe I don't want to add a couple extra depth pieces here. But is it best ball? If you're best ball, okay, I'll take golf. and can you throw me, like Mike got it, McBride. Can you throw me another receiver that some of these Rebuilders might actually be okay getting off of? That's going to add to the golf side and now you can win a title. So I think understanding format will be the reason or how you actually craft the deal. But I think it's very important to make sure that... if if you're going to make a deal off of a Lawrence, off of a crazy high draft capital pick, don't, if you're doing that, you better be in a damn good position to win. And if you, if that's the case, you should do it. But I think when you, if you make a move like that and you're not in a good position to win, that's how you stay in the middle. That's how you end up setting your team back too long um, in Dynasty overall. So I guess that's my way, my way to answer the question.
1: Okay. Yeah, I agree with all that. Um, another thing I would like to talk about a little bit too is kind of how, um, The other version of it from Mike's side when he was talking about how he got Geno Geno Smith, you know, these teams that have the Geno Smith, you have Sam Howell, you have uh, Jared Goff, you have some of these lesser quarterbacks, you can go maybe try and get Trevor Lawrence for cheap if you're out of it, if you're in the middle, bottom of it, go ahead and try and trade some of those quarterbacks that are still playing that are still useful and see if you can go get Trevor Lawrence. You might have to give up a plus to do it, but it's a lot cheaper than if he was healthy. So that's another one to go and try uh, if you're out of it right now.
0: Yeah, you uh, you take this conversation, you just move it to Joe Burrow too, right? Like kind of the same mm-hmm. things you're doing for Joe Burrow, just change the name to Trevor Lawrence. Uh, yeah. Immediately after that, you know, first off, I, I go through my leagues. Which one's got trade deadlines that I have Trevor Lawrence in? Shit, okay, I got to get something done. So you're just sending out offers left and right. Like somebody saved me. Here's yeah. a hill mary. Uh, we're down to like an hour before the trade deadline actually hits because he got late injured and in or injured late in that game. And you're going, okay, well we're up against the clock here. We gotta get something done. But after that, once you got it done and you can relax, and you go, okay, these other ones, I got time. I can kind of figure it out. That was the next thing I did, Eric. As a rebuilder, I'm going, all right. Who's got Trevor Lawrence in these leagues, and are they competing, and yeah. what do I possibly have to flip? You know. Mm-hmm one for one or what can i add just a little plus here could i possibly work myself from a uh a brock purdy type into a trevor lawrence and i just add a little plus and now they feel good about themselves so yes highly trying to acquire the joe burrows the trevor lawrence um if there's no trade deadline this is almost perfect here once we hit the first week of the playoffs and it's solidified if that team's in the playoffs and they have a trevor lawrence and he's not playing Best believe I'm in that DMs. Oh, yeah. go buddy. Oh, my gosh, here's, yes. Here's an offer. I and think it actually
2: – oh, go ahead. They, Sorry,
0: well, they can go down with the ship, right? They can go down, you know, taking the zero in a best ball league or, or you know, having to start a shittier quarterback and, you know, or they can take my deal. Like, it's – I don't really care. <laughs> I would love to get Trevor Lawrence. So, so uh, definitely make yourself available and go try to get those guys.
2: I think, I think too, to that point, it actually – so it's, it's interesting that what one of the extra layers that uh, I've been finding is – so, you know, the Trevor Lawrence thing is kind of what is the most immediate, and that's the most immediate injury. But there's actually been a couple times where I've, I haven't got a deal done, but I've got uh, conversations going actually right now as we speak of somebody that was holding – like an actual contending team, right, that was holding – any one of these injured quarterbacks, so like Anthony Richardson, even for example, it's been a long time ago, but he comes to the same conversation. It's like, okay, now a team that was holding on to a Rich that's looking across their league, saying like, yeah, I don't know, man, I don't think I'm going to be in it now. All of a sudden, one of the best teams in the league had Trevor Lawrence, and one of the best teams in the league had Joe Burrow, and he's like, well, shoot, I, I might actually be able to get back in this. Maybe I will move a Rich now. Like, you don't actually know necessarily the reasons. I can look at a team all the time and I'm going to be biased to the way I view dynasty leagues, right? But you don't know why they're holding on to a player or if they even know it. Maybe they're, maybe they're not diligent, but maybe they will move on from a player. So any of these quarterbacks that are sitting out there that are on IR, that have a big value jump coming, if you're in a rebuilder, you should absolutely be hitting these guys up. Like what what would it take? Is there an offer I can make to you? Do I have a quarterback that gives you the ability? Would you tear down to any one of these guys? And what would it take to get it done? Open that, open that conversation for the next week, if you have a deadline, and in the playoffs, if you don't, because it's believe it or not, these few weeks are going to go by really quick. And once the season's over, there's no reason for them to move them now. So try to try to strike while the iron's hot.
1: Absolutely. All right, couple middling quarterback twos that got hurt this week: Derek Carr and Kenny Pickett. Um, I just don't know if anybody really wants any of those guys, to be honest with you. <laughs> but what would you guys be willing to to sell those guys for? Um, and then we can talk about Jameis and Trubisky a little bit too. Those guys would probably be replacing. Sounds like Carr just going to miss one week with a concussion. Um, we don't really know too much about Pickett yet. He's definitely missing this week. I would guess he probably misses a month, but we'll see. So what those do you guys think?
0: those two guys are interesting. Like uh, I could probably pivot off for uh, a second, or you know, give me Jake Browning and like I don't know can i get a spot start running back can i get just mm-hmm. something back can i get yeah. a jake browning in a third like if i'm a contender and i'm really desperate like right, yeah right. they're tougher to move because like you said most people don't fucking want them um if i'm kind of on a rebuilder though like i'm wanting to see like how dirt cheap you how want dirt to cheap i can buy them right right because they're both quarterbacks and they both i'm not going to say they're they're locked in starters next year but Derek card got a bag you know, from the yeah, I'd
1: say they're yeah, they're like ninety percent to be the starter,
0: right? And even if you wanted to be like really cautious, like they're definitely above 50 Okay, like both of them. One's on a rookie deal; the other one got a bag. So I don't know how dirt cheap do you want to get? Maybe I got a late second line around. Like, could that entice you? Uh, maybe I got a Zach Moss. Like, could could I trade you Zach Moss straight up for a quarterback? Like, I'd see him fucking absurd. Mm-hmm. But that's a possibility of something you can get uh-huh. done. So, yeah, if I'm on the Rebuilder, I'm not going to be, like, too grossed out by uh, by trying to acquire a Kenny Pickett or a Derek Carr because that could be a piece. Like, I could flip that thing, you know, I got all off season. you know, where, hey, yeah, Derek Carr's starting for him. Okay. Maybe somebody's a uh, quarterback needy, and all of a sudden I just took a massive profit because I traded some shittier piece. Um, yeah, I think I, I definitely don't. Don't gloss over the fact that you could go acquire a Derek Carr or a fucking Kenny Pickett on a Rebuilder for dirt cheap right now, and it would be a plus EV move for you, you know, come uh, next year.
1: Yeah, next year, for sure.
2: Yeah. I think I I think uh, I think the interesting part is, like, both of these guys, different, like, uh, situations, but I think a lot of people will, to Mike's point, kind of gloss over it because it's like Derek Carr's age and the fact that he's basically been banged up all year and not played as the typical Derek Carr we're used to, you know, we get, people get so tired and and dynasty these days. It's all what have you done for me lately, Kenny Pickett. I will admit, like, has not looked very good overall for his first you know two years in the league. But all signs points is still the Steelers are a good enough record. I don't think they're going to be res- necessarily in a position to replace him, and he's still a quarterback in superflex uh, that had first round draft capital. So sometimes, even if it feels gross, you, if you get those guys at a super discount, you just you just do it.
1: Yeah, I mean, some people took picket over Drake London in their rookie drafts.
2: So. They sure did, even when they shouldn't have been able to, you know?
0: <laughs> I did, too. We did a whole fucking podcast talking about that. Uh, it's pretty rough. Yet,
1: what are your guys' thoughts on Jameis and Trubisky
0: for the next couple weeks? Jameis is a fun one because people love him, yet he sucks, <laughs> which is hilarious. Right. right. Like, uh... We all think that he's like really good. And I don't know, maybe I just, uh, too, I'm reading too much of Fizzle's tweets. Like, Fizzle loves Jameis because of the FSU connection. And I like Jameis, he's fun. Uh, says hilarious shit <laughs> he's entertaining he's always got energy but the fact remains like he came right in and i don't know if you watched uh, the the game but immediately through what should have been a pick six <laughs> that got fucking tipped and then chris Olave took it for like 30 or something like that <laughs> and i'm going hey right. there's javis <laughs> yeah. that's why you're the only 30 for 30 quarterback we've ever seen And that 30 for 30 documentary 30 <laughs> picks 30 touchdowns <laughs> so
2: he he uh, james at least i'll say the best thing about him in, in fantasy he gives you a ceiling right because he just, he's gonna chuck it and but the best part about it also if you're someone that watches like if you watch a lot of saints this year which i mean you know outside of living in new orleans i, I struggle to believe you do but if you do I, i've watched a fair amount actually and you know what ends up happening i switch out of it because it's boring you know like it's it's a lot of checkdowns. It's a lot of uh, old school football. Jameis comes in and he excites that game up both ways in the same drive. Throws a pick that gets dropped. And now next thing you know, he, he throws a laser, you know, moon ball 30, 40 yards. And you're like, that's Jameis. It's, Jameis is the most frustrating and the most exciting. He's like the game of golf. Golf is one of the most fun yet most frustrating games to play. That's what Jameis is. He'll make a highlight throw, and then the very next play, he might throw a pick six that loses the team the game. That's exactly what Jameis is.
1: Yeah, Trubisky is uh, not that. Trubisky is very, <laughs> <laughs> very uh, just not fun to watch at all. He can run the ball a little bit, so he does have a little bit of value that way. Uh, but now that he's getting, you know, a little bit older. hasn't really played too much the last couple of years. Uh, I don't know. We'll see, um, Trubisky. I mean, the Patriots' defense has been really good. I don't know if you guys have seen the stat. They're the only team in uh, NFL history to give up less than 10 points um, in three straight games and lose all three games.
0: Mm.
2: I mean, I'd imagine just teams that even have the chance to fit that criteria are pretty small.
1: Right. I mean, their defense, even though they've lost a lot of guys, has been pretty good. But, yeah, they can't score for shit.
2: Mitch, I don't know if you guys saw this one. Mitch uh they, they lost to Arizona last week and uh there was a snap. It wasn't really terribly low, it was a little low and then he didn't catch it cleanly and he's trying to get it. Ball's between his legs, he gets hit, he doesn't get it. You could just you can just kind of feel how Tomlin's gotta be going crazy on the sideline over something like that. And oh, yeah. I don't know. M- Mitch I think is a you know, he is a he's a safe rushing floor kind of, I guess, but he's a he's a total best ball option quarterback. Like yeah. you can't feel good about Mitch really in any other capacity at all. <laughs>
1: No. Yeah, and we don't have a lot of buys this week. There's only two teams on buy, so you shouldn't have to start Mitch. But if you have to, woof! Good luck.
0: Yep. Yeah, um, I don't. I don't know where people are at with their uh, <laughs> with the quarterback injury situation. So I yeah. can't tell you. You shouldn't have to start Mitch. Because <laughs> <laughs> you Listen might back. be starting.
2: Good I Mitch. have a redraft team, which you know, um, someone here drafted that would love to have Mitch Trubisky hit. The only quarterback spot that I have it on, but no. Nah, he's he's not a great uh, – he's not a good option to really start. If you no. have him in best ball, you hope for the best. Look, look, Kenny Pickett in this offense all year has not thrown for many touchdowns, and nope. man, whatever you think of Mitch, I don't think he's going to come in and light the world up. So
1: No, I don't think so either. I mean, the only thing I'm looking forward to on Thursday is going to bed early. You know, so I don't have to watch this shit. That's
2: a tough yeah. take,
1: man. That's, that's a true take, though. It's very true. <laughs> it's fantastic. All right. Uh, let's move on to the running back since we cleared up the quarterback. So I've got a bunch of running back injuries. So we'll just start with uh, Jonathan Taylor. We didn't really talk about him last week because of the thumb injury, but – Ah, uh, sounds like he's gonna miss three to five weeks. I just saw a thing that Shane Steichen said he will see on him for this week. I don't think he's playing this week, um, with the thumb injury. But it sounds like it's probably more closer to the three weeks than five weeks. Uh, what would you guys be doing with Taylor here the rest of the year?
0: No, there's still a chance, right? The the problem with running backs and like trying to trade running backs away is they're running backs, and everybody goes, <laughs> "I don't give a fuck. <laughs> I don't, I don't want them." <laughs> Like, if you're a rebuilder, you're like, I don't really want to take the risk. Now, I think there's a possibility kind of like the Derek Carr uh, we were talking about, right? Like, those kind of quarterbacks, Derek Carr, Kenny Pickett. Could you get JT really, really cheap and know that you're going to have a plus EV move in the offseason? Sure. Sure. You can definitely probably do that. If I'm a contender, though, I don't know what the hell I'm going to get back that's going to be as meaningful as Jonathan Taylor could possibly be. If, like, for example uh jt's good to go in in two weeks right week 16 right i need him first round could i wait could i wait and see what the actual injury timeline is i think possibly I think uh, more so instead of just trading Jonathan Taylor, I'm probably just looking to see if there's any other running backs on the market that I could go acquire, right? And just eat the zero of Jonathan Taylor for the next couple of weeks instead of dealing him away at a massive loss. Because right. I honestly don't know what the hell you'd get back. Like, what's a what's a realistic trade for Jonathan Taylor? Like, could I get a wide receiver one for one on running back? Like, who am I gonna get that's even I'd feel good about? Like, could I get a James Conner? And even then, you've seen that guy have right. bad weeks, so I don't... I,
1: I kind of almost want to just go get Zach Moss, and I'll just have either one for the rest of the year.
0: There you go. That's the kind of move that you do, right? Yeah. I don't like to handcuff dudes, but is it a handcuff if the guy's already out, and i got to send two-thirds for Zach Moss? Right. No, I don't think so. Like, I just go try to get Zach Moss, or I'll go see if the Kyron manager is a rebuilder, which... He's actually on a lot of rebuilding teams as I look around my league.
1: The only thing with, like, a Connor or Brian Robinson, they're both on bye this week, so they don't really help you for this week. So you kind of have to find somebody else. But, yeah, it is hard to trade him because you still want, like, that first-round value for Taylor. Like, I don't want the 201 for Jonathan Taylor. But
0: I don't really want to swap a Jonathan Taylor next year for Braylon Allen. I'd rather have Jonathan Taylor because I've seen him play in the NFL and have big weeks. I
2: I, I think that the thing with him is uh, like if I'm going to trade him it's probably, because realistically the way that the the dynasty markets is today like, you're not going to be able to cross trade an injured running back, you have a hard enough time trading a running back for a receiver of worth anyway, right, so like a running back to a receiver that's an injured running back, as great as Taylor is is probably not going to reward you at all Like, if you would have to find someone that would be willing to give me, like, something like, uh, at least like a Pacheco type. And I just don't think someone would do that unless they're in a position like they're rebuilding. And then, even then, like, I don't know. The way I trade personally is not to go get another running back back, like, that's a year older and a rebuild. So it's probably hard to navigate because he's not a very valuable piece as a running back that's injured. People don't value it that way. So, like, if I could make a trade for a running back one for one. I, I would do it, but I think you're gonna have to go too low. Like I, I wouldn't take Connor one for one. Frankly, I think Mike's more right that I would. The would best you play take with like Taylor, a,
1: a James Cook. Um, I think I, like that, that
2: that that would probably get me. At least I'm interested there. Like it's it's high enough to where I'll you know. If I could get like a
1: Rashad a Rashad White back who's been playing really. well. I would take Rashad White easily. The, That's that, a one for one. Yeah, the, the,
2: yeah. The, the, those are the types. Eric just hit it. Like if I can get a a true warp difference maker right now at running back for Taylor, I can almost forego whatever Taylor's value is because he he gets me the warp high end option right now. I'm in. I I could do that. I can get the,
0: re, the real hard part about uh, running backs is you're going to find most of the good running backs are concentrated on the teams you're competing with, right? Yeah. Like. Guys who are in the playoffs, and and those dudes are usually <laughs> unlikely to deal. Like, why am I be- why am I taking a zero running back and giving you this guy? That's the tough one. Where when you trade injured quarterbacks, right? Adam and I have seen like spray charts where. You know, we were talking about it on 4D, like we pulled up a one league we're in, and we're like, Jesus, look at all these good quarterbacks on shitty bottom, you know, not making the playoffs teams. Like that's kind of all over the place. Usually good running backs are kind of concentrated, though, in those top six well, teams because the rebuilders don't want them. Like they, they've been moving them all year. Like get them off my team, get them off my team. So a little tougher to trade one for one within the running back. I think you'd probably have to get pretty creative and try to get a wide receiver or something like that. You know possibility of being on a rebuilder
2: i think this is a perfect time i wasn't i wasn't actually going to do this but with mike saying that like i'll tell you what my plan is frankly uh i hate giving all like i'm gonna i know in most of my leagues i'm playing against everyone that's going to be listening to this so i don't necessarily like to tell you this ahead of time but i guess i'll just do it my plan with jonathan taylor on all my teams uh even if i'm going to be playing in, in the first week of the playoffs and i can't move him. so all the leagues i play in outside of like four or five, so majority of them over twenty. They have no trade deadline. And this is another point I'm basically going to be putting this down your guys' throats all week of the no trade deadline. Because guess what guess what I can do? And this is literally my plan. Mike just kind of hit it. There's gonna be two teams that lose in the first round of the playoffs every time. Now some of them will inevitably be myself and then I won't care about this. But when I'm advancing or I'm already have a bye, now I have two teams that were in the playoffs that probably have running back pieces that they don't have to care about for next year and I can literally go try to pick off those guys in in that round between the first round and the second round and same thing going into the fantasy championship if I still have him laying around like that those are the type of things I think you can do in a no trade deadline league that give you a lot more options to make a move for a guy like Jonathan Taylor because right now to Mike's point you have half the teams in your league ain't going to deal All of a sudden, that number becomes bigger by the week with no trade deadline in the playoffs. That's my plan with with Taylor on those teams, Eric.
1: Okay. Yeah, that makes sense. All right. Uh, Next running back we'll talk about, we'll go with Ramondre Stevenson. He's out for this game Thursday. I bet he misses a month, too, because that was a pretty bad ankle sprain that he suffered. Uh, What what are you guys doing with Ramondre?
0: Same kind of thing, man. Same thing. He's dead, dead, though. Just lower it, you know. 10 times because right? yeah. he wasn't that good beforehand right right right. <clears throat> i think the um, difference is
2: i'll take i'll take any body that has a running back like option because i i don't really think remandre is all that valuable in the future necessarily yeah so i'm okay like just get me a running back body with remandre i think that's so the difference for me i
0: did get a remandre deal done now i didn't have remandre but i'm a rebuilder and somebody came to me and they offered me remandre for my zach moss okay and as a rebuilder, I'm going. I don't really need Zach Moss. Could he have a job next year? Yeah, for sure. But could he also just be a career backup for the rest of his life and go back to sucking and being nothing? Sure. And is there a possibility at least that you know maybe Ramondre gains some steam? They get a new offensive coordinator, new coach, this kind of thing, new quarterback, and all of a sudden it's like, yeah, Ramondre is actually kind of looking like a you know back end RB two you know for this year and then it's just a plus ev like i flip what could be a dead asset for something that may have value so if you want to talk about what to do with Ramondre, maybe that's probably your best case scenario is i can get a zach moss for the here and now for the next Uh, couple weeks i was gonna say
2: well the nice at least i would take zach moss for sure um for my for Ramondre. if i'm if i'm contending yes absolutely man absolutely if you're on a
0: rebuilder though don't it just kind of make sense no i'm not saying it doesn't i'm saying it's a good
2: it's a good fit i think because i would I don't typically like to take on running backs and rebuilds, but that's one where maybe the name cachet makes so much sense in the rebuild side that I'll try to flip him next year uh, if I have to, or just hope that he has a job if I'm ready to roll next year, right?
0: And it gives you a zero if you're rebuilding, at least for the last week of the season, right? Yes. 14, for sure. Nice. You're like, good, you got a zero.
1: What do you guys think about Zeke? Would you Is that somebody you would want for your stretch run here? Like probably so could buy him for a third?
0: That could be another possible Ramondre thir- flip right there, where you're like, hey, Ze- maybe Zeke right but you're looking at like a i don't know what zach moss trades for probably a third round pick at best probably yeah right maybe two thirds if you're being lucky Mm -hmm. that's the kind of like what value you're looking to get back from ramondre at this point which is gross and zeke would fit into that category zeke is on a contender like i might think about trying to buy zeke for a third here for the next couple weeks with ramondre (laughs) out because I don't know that high ankle looked kind of bad, and it looks like yeah. you're going to be out of. You're not going to have Ramondre for the fantasy playoffs for the rest of the fantasy football year. How about
1: right. that? Right, I agree with that. Especially when they're not playing for anything, they're two and ten or whatever the fuck, and they ain't going to be. They ain't going to want to win. They they're going to want to get Caleb or May or whoever. So, um, next one up that I wanted to mention, we'll go with Zach Charbonnet. Obviously, it looks like Ken Walker is probably going to miss another week charbonnet got hurt i don't know if he's gonna be able to play so dj dallas is gonna start so i don't know if we can really move charbonnet i'd probably just hold on to him i think you guys are probably the same yeah okay yeah
2: i think the uh i don't think the fervor ever really was a thing for charbonnet anyway so
0: he had one bad week against a good defense and he had one pretty good week against a good yeah, defense he was
2: Right, but he got hurt. Like it was almost like before any like hype could come, he got he ended up being right. doubtful. and finished come back in the game, and now he's hurt. So I don't I don't really yeah. know what his value.
0: And it at was all. always hanging over his head too, right? Like Kenneth Walker's coming back, and right. Kenneth mm-hmm. Walker has always looked better than him and played over him all year. So exactly, yeah.
1: And Pete Carroll said his uh, oblique injury for Ken Walker is complex, whatever the fuck that means. And that's Pete. Uh, yeah, thanks, Pete. That's, that's petism right there. That's yeah. what that is. So Charbonnet might miss this week. Who knows? Uh DJ Dallas would end up starting DJ Dallas is probably on waiver wire. So you can maybe take a flyer on him in a best pass. ball league. Yeah. Pass. <laughs> um but he pass. man, Charbonnet got the worst hand dealt to him. Like Walker gets hurt. We finally get to see what he can do and he gets San Francisco twice and Dallas once so like that three-week stretch here has been very brutal this is gonna be the last week of it yep um next one up was derrick henry concussion probably gonna miss this week tajay spears will get the start um what are you guys thinking about derrick henry
0: um he he's not in concussion protocol so he's fucking playing right which just speaks to the legend of derrick henry uh adam and i had talked about it on the recap where like it could be a possibility you wanted to go get tajay spears but he had too much dynasty value like people love him people really love these running backs who are backups and then have all these great efficiency metrics and then we're always shocked when they get a full-time role and all of a sudden that efficiency plummets uh see tony pollard <laughs> see jalen warren like this shit always happens to them but uh Man, I I bought a shit ton of Derrick Henry for this playoff push, and I think I'm going to stand behind it. Like, that's a dude I want to get on my team for the playoff push. This matchups are fantastic outside of, I think, one, he plays one tough defense. But you saw him have a pretty big game uh, before that concussion. Like, he was he, multiple touchdowns here over the last couple weeks. I want all the Derrick Henry in the world. Like, I'm, I'm diamond handing the shit out of him. I think he's fine. Like, he's going to be great. Uh, you can't even concuss Derrick Henry. Can't even put him in the concussion protocol for more than a half a day. <laughs> He's too good.
1: Yeah, they're playing Miami this week. I believe it's one of the Monday night games. Um, they ain't yep. going to be running the ball very much, that's for sure. They're going to be down a lot. <laughs> uh,
0: yeah, I think so. But in the same sense, they don't ever really get away from the run game, right? Like they. they They will let Will Levis air it out, but they'll also just hand the ball off. And the one thing you probably can do is Miami's defense has taken a couple massive blows here over the last couple weeks, right? You lost Jalen Phillips to that Achilles. Um, They've been playing well, uh, but then they lost Jerome Baker, so shout out to all the IDP guys. Uh, Yeah. Was it Duke fucking Riley, I think, was the backup that I started, right? I was like, oh, i got to get some Duke Riley in my IDP best ball league. Uh, So... Yeah, I don't know how confident you want to be in Miami's defense, keeps taking a hit. So maybe, uh, maybe Tennessee will be able to gash him in the run game and keep it closer than we think. <laughs>
2: yeah, cool. I, well, I mean, I think too, like, uh, it Frable's just, a, he's looking even the years that they are good with Tannehill. Like, they, they, I, I don't think he knows anything. He's not going to get to Mike's point. He's not going to get away from it. He's not going to, like, try to get in a match where you're going to throw throw the ball over and over with Miami because you'll lose that every time. The The problem is, uh, You know, the point with Tajay, at least I'll say this, um, like you go back and you just look recently, I I think for just in in general in dynasty right now, the, um, the recency bias to me is always, it's frankly actually kind of fun to just track because I have a lot of recency bias. It's human nature, but like, I'm always surprised by certain things in the the recency bias department. Like you look at the Titans. So um, two weeks ago, they won. This last week, they lost to the Colts in a close one, but they won versus Carolina. So you're thinking, okay, you're playing Bryce Young. This team is, I mean, awful, right? Carolina's as bad as it gets this year, literally as the worst team. Tajay Spears got two carries in this game, guys. Like, Tajay Spears, all of a sudden, his, his value is gonna go to the moon, and why? Like, I'm not saying he's not gonna get the work and he can't be good in a small, but like, realize that he got two touches in a game that they're gonna supposedly win this game and run run the ball out and he got two carries. So it's just I don't know. I, I struggle a little bit. As much as I want to see Tajay Spears do well. I've always liked the way he plays in his game and never since the senior bowl, you know, rise of him I've been excited. I, I cannot do it at cost, man. It's just I'm mean, I'm out on Tajay Spears. It, because if it becomes a thing, I feel like I already paid the price right now to go to make him become a thing. I already paid for that and I don't know that he's gonna right. do it.
0: Yeah, Yeah, so Miami is one of the tough matchups, right, defensively at least against the run that Derrick Henry had. But then he gets Houston twice, uh, 15 and 17, in the fucking Seattle defense in Week 16. So for you uh, super contenders who don't have to play till 16, Derrick Henry might be like, If anybody's got any concerns about him, fuck. I'll flip Tajay Plus to go get Derrick Henry at this point on a contender easily. Big, Big time, big time, yep.
1: Yeah, I agree with that. Uh, last running back I wanted to bring up, Brian Robinson. I believe he had a hamstring injury. I'm guessing he's going to miss probably a week or two here. He probably fits in the same mold as some of those other guys, but I am interested in some Antonio Gibson, even though they're on a bye this week.
0: Yeah, crazy that he's got life again, huh? (laughs) Yeah. (laughs) It only took this long. Brian Robinson, I think I would treat like Ramondre, but a little bit better because you saw that guy, um... You saw him be a plus running back, surprisingly, Mm -hmm. like an actual warp difference maker. Now, the only hesitation I have is, Eric, you and I, uh, we talked about this, and and Adam, you did it on this very show, right, doing the crystal ball projections. What happens when they get a new coach there? Like, is that still their guy? Like, does he have a job? So you'd be a little bit concerned. The hamstring thing, too, like how long is that going to last? I mean, we could say at least a week. But then you've seen these hamstrings. Sometimes, like it feels like T. Higgins has had a hamstring for seventeen weeks already. <laughs> like we haven't seen him ever. So, I think I am definitely trying to move Brian Robinson, and uh, hopefully, hopefully, you can get like a, a Zach Moss and Antonio Gibson, uh, uh, Ezekiel Elliott, uh, one of these kinds. Maybe you can move Brian Robinson for Derrick Henry. Like maybe that's the thing. You possibly go yeah, see if you could bad. explore that one. Um, but, yeah, I think I'm, I'm going to move him because I don't really want to take the risk, too, of how long this hamstring is going to linger, right? You know, like, okay, this week he's done. What's it look like for 15? Ah, uh, he's questionable, right? Or uh, he's doubtful. And then week 16 you need him again, and it's, oh, he's questionable. He's a game-time call. It just feels like one of those things that can linger for far too long. But I am with you. I am interested in Antonio Gibson. Uh, I was interested in him a couple weeks ago when we were talking about the crystal ball, looking at it for the 24. Now you actually get to see him in a a pretty big full-time workload here for the next couple weeks, which would be nice.
2: Yeah, I think too with B-Rob, I think in general, like I I don't know, if we probably have more running backs. We might be out now. We went through a few. Running backs in general, I'll say this, outside of a few rare exceptions where Taylor for me still is going to fit this because he's so hyper-athletic. And I'd be willing to bet on a guy like him aging well. He's not quite Barkley, but the same idea, right? Like a, if I'm going to invest in a running back for longer than a short one-year sprint, it's going to be a Taylor type. It's going to be a Barkley type. It's going to be one of these guys that's elite Bijan Gibbs type thing. A few of those guys fit the bill. Everybody else, I'm kind of looking at this position as a whole, like what can you do for me right now? So especially in the playoffs, B-Rob, you've been great. You have been a, a, a found money surprise for me this year, frankly. Like I... I knew you'd get work. I did not know you'd be this efficient and look this good. It was awesome. But you've done what everything you could. Um, I don't know that I can see you any point in the play- fantasy playoffs and rely on you. If I can get rid of you for value that gives me something right now in my lineup, it's done. I, it's done. It's just the way that I'm going to treat the position as a whole outside of a few bodies.
1: And I like even picking up Gibson, even if, it's, if he is going to start the next couple weeks. Um, but I still like holding on to Gibson for next year. He's going to be a free agent. Hopefully he goes somewhere else that knows how to use a guy like that. So I think he only has positive value going forward um, for me. So I definitely would pick up some Gibson if I can for cheap. Agreed. Uh, wide receivers. So we do have a couple on here. Um, we'll start with Tank Dell. Um, why the fuck is a 170-pound guy blocking on the fucking goal line?
2: Well, we, uh, we Eric, you're, you're echoing what we just what we talked about, I think it was on the recap, like, right away. It's like, why? What are we doing? I mean, yeah. it's just uh, – I mean, it's th- – this one sucks. I'll tell you this, Eric, at least for me. It sucks because this team also, he was clicking, not just for fantasy, but, like, for where they're at with T-Law going down, the the, the division race they're in, to lose a guy like mm-hmm. that is so massive, and it's just so dumb, so stupid.
1: Yep. Um, What are you guys doing with him? I've Movement. seen some trades with them. You're moving them, Okay.
0: Easily. Yeah. Easily. Okay. Uh, it was a nice story. Uh, he was playing really well. Uh, we really like what we saw out of Tank Dell, and maybe you could project it for the future. But the, the fact of the matter is now he's an injured wide receiver done for the fantasy year, and this is a guy in a deep pool of wide receivers where you can get a lot of similar production. So if I'm on a contender with Tank Dell, I'm, I'm moving him, and you have a, a lot of options a lot of options and dudes you can go get one for one it's uh it's the beauty and the curse about wide receivers you like when they pop but when they pop they have to pop to such an extreme level where they separate themselves from anybody else and like one hiccup puts them right back in the pool of everybody else so he's had his one hiccup it's the injury i'm moving him i'm moving him for another wide receiver just within that territory and i don't have to be picky about it at all right like if there's anybody out there that'll let me move a tank dell for mike evans at this stage you're insane and i will gladly take it Uh, keenan allen fuck the dynasty value this is an easy pivot Mm. um but there's a lot of other like gross older wide receivers that people maybe don't value that i would move one for one amari cooper i would Mm -hmm. move tank Dell for amari cooper one for one at this point uh you could probably even consider like a deontay even though he hasn't done a whole lot these last couple weeks and yeah, now it's gonna be the Mitch be. Trubisky show. Yeah. Like I think I'd probably pass on that one and try to uh, one of the other one of the other options first. Right.
1: And a lot of people are valuing Tank so high right now. Like he's, That's
0: that's the biggest thing, Eric, right? Yeah. There.
1: So I think what Mike is saying, you could get a Mike Evans or Keenan Allen straight up. I think a lot of people might do that just because they're like looking at the dynasty value of those guys.
0: The one thing I will say too, we talked about it on the recap a little bit is Get after trying to move Tank Dell while it's still hot. Like as you go another couple weeks, his value will start to fall off. But immediately mm-hmm. after an injury like this, that that still lingers for people. So if you're going right. to move Tank Dell, do it now. Like get after it. The the I thing know. with
2: him too is that I'll uh, oh, go ahead, Eric. Sorry. No, no, good. I was just going to say, like, it, you think about it. Okay, this is the difference in the running back and the wide receiver thing. Where we, as we're switching, going to a guy like Tank Dell is such a perfect way to illustrate this. Like part of the problem with Taylor is you're you're going to struggle to move him to a pl- to any other team in a specific build be- because of the way that the position's valued. Like Tank Dell is coming off of three weeks before the injured week, which he still played a lot of snaps in that game. Like it was towards the end of the game, but he's wide receiver like one, three, and ten, right? And he's young, and people are excited about C.J. Stroud. Th- this is one of the assets that to hold would be silly because you can pivot to all kinds of players and if you had some you know staunch defenders and people that are rebuilding that want to hold on to keenan allen and mike evans you you have a card now to flip to them where it's going to be hard for them to say no to right like we've seen some of these guys that want to hold on to evans and keenan allen when they when they're rebuilding and you're just like why well okay i can't reason with you I, if they don't take tank dell they just can't help themselves i mean that point is tank Dell will flip for at least you could probably almost get what he was worth before the injury like that's how much he's retained his value at least to right now so Mm. um if you have that option it's too easy for me to try to make a pivot um if I'm contending you just have to
1: I'm glad that it's a broken bone at least and not like a torn ACL (laughs) or something like that so at least he has that going for him um I did end up trading for a tank Dell. In one of my leagues, shout out to Shane Manila uh, with Dynasty Trades and Five. Me and him made a trade. Now he actually offered it to me. Um, we ended up doing. I got Tank Dell, Mike Williams, and Antonio Gibson. I gave him back DJ Moore, and two tight ends. I gave him back uh, Irv Smith and Tanner Hudson, which didn't really matter to me. But his okay. tight ends, his tight ends were kind of shitty. But. Um, you know, I took Tank Dell and Mike Williams back and got Gibson back with it too. To take, to, you know, give up DJ Moore. So I'll take the shot at it. We'll see what happens. I know Mike Williams is going to be like 30 next year, so I was I'm six and eleven or whatever in that league. So it wasn't like I was contending. So
0: to, I love that. To, I love that to like the point though, would I trade my Tank Dell straight up for DJ Moore? Yeah, yes. yeah. I'd take DJ for sure. Moore at this point because he's going to score me points. Yeah. Uh, fuck that dynasty value part at this point in the game. So. I see exactly what Shane was doing, and then you got a little bit of juice, right? Like the rebuilder. I like your side because... I'm not a bike Williams guy like I'll, but I'll take no, him if you're going to give them to me for free right like if right. it cost me a Tanner Hudson by all fucking me right right and it he costs me an Irv
1: Smith too I'll t- you <laughs> yeah. can have both these yeah. guys
0: yeah, yeah, yeah that's I, I just
1: threw a, them yeah. both in there yeah. and then I got Gibson back with it too yeah. so that was nice. I liked it that's I a like good that deal.
0: side of a deal for both of them right that right that yeah I think it works both ways yeah obviously Shane's competing so he needs points and yep I also
2: I also like for Shane too like um See, like Mike was talking about going through the list, and I think Tank Dell, by and large, I'm going to move because there's so many different options. But there is a point where I like think about, man, I like Deontay Johnson quite a bit, but now you got Mitch in there, and it's just I don't know if I want to go that far. I'm not saying I wouldn't, but my point is, if you get a guy like DJ Moore, I feel comfortable with his floor. But then the best part about him too is like he's spiky enough with Fields back now like he could end up winning you a week in the playoffs by himself. So that's like for me that's a no-brainer pivot on a on a, on both sides, frankly.
1: Yeah. Uh, a couple more quick receivers here. So Hollywood Brown, he's missing this week obviously with the bye. Hopefully he comes back out of it um healthy. He's been kind of banged up the last couple games. Amari Cooper, I believe he left with a concussion, right Adam? Yeah. Okay, so he had a concussion. He has a couple of injuries. He's kind of banged up, but I really like Cooper with Flacco, man. I think he could make some noise. So if Cooper can get healthy here for you down the stretch, I like him. And then Christian Watson with the hamstring injury. I haven't heard an update on that one yet either.
0: That's so disappointing with him. Yeah, Yeah. he's
1: finally starting to get it.
0: The the good news with a lot of these guys, uh, they weren't integral parts. Of your your championship run like mm-hmm. they were just pieces you know kind yeah. of just depth guys a lot of these guys weren't like man i was starting them every single week like they were probably starting maybe in a flex but you should have some depth options around where you don't have to make moves but if you can explore like one for ones and stay within the same range of wide receiver, yeah. uh by all means just here we go i'll just i'll just keep in the same range and you can hold the zero for this week or potential for the playoffs, you know, if yeah. they miss multiple weeks. So, yeah, yeah that's what I would be doing with those guys. If not, like, they're not necessarily guys I have to move. The Christian Kirk thing. Oh, yeah, you Christian
1: know, Kirk, too. I forgot him.
0: Christian Kirk being injured. looks like he's going to be out for the fantasy playoffs. I know Adam and I just made a move where it's like you kind of just stay within the same range, right? I flipped you Christian Kirk for Amari Cooper, and I think most people would probably rather have Christian Kirk for the long term than Amari Cooper. You get an age reset and then for me as a contender i'd rather have the guy who's actually going to play and you know put up points so exactly. that's kind of those type of deals with these wide receivers that you're looking for is like is there anybody out there with a one for one like i don't like fucking jerry judy but he's playing could i flip a hollywood for jerry judy you know i don't right. i don't fucking like the guy but you know it's the same range as hollywood basically and one of them's playing and giving me fantasy points which i need yeah. this
1: yeah judy's been so damn disappointing this yeah. year like you know, what, you know I'm what's like, great? I like I'm a with Romeo you.
0: Dobbs. Would you do like a Romeo Dobbs? Yeah, I could see that. Like the a think, Hollywood for a The thing about Judy
2: like is, because I'm with you, he's so disappointing, but I just want to go back, circle back to the Christian Watson point for a second. Now, like just think about Christian Watson before the last two weeks. Three three weeks ago he got a touchdown, but still like had 20 yards. Last two weeks, all of a sudden, he's wide receiver eight and ten. Think about just those two weeks, how much we and Jordan Love playing as great as he's been playing. Totally totally shifting our values of christian watson and where we're at obviously the injury now sucks but the the, the one thing about jerry judy to mike's point like i'm not a Jerry i have you can check the receipts by the way i've not been a jerry judy guy like ever um but the one thing is you go back and he was having a very disappointing season last year and what happened three touchdown game like he's a body still he's still pretty athletic he's doesn't have great rapport with russell wilson but I mean I'll take something over nothing and he at least gives me upside as much as I don't think it exists still I've seen in the past where he has a game that's like hold alright like he's gonna be a potential guy that gives me top 10 wide receiver uh, fine I mean his floor is terrible let's call it what it is the floor is awful but the floor of what the injured guy is is also nothing so in that range I'll take the pivot even though I hate Jerry Judy to my point
1: <laughs> Right, oh, man. yeah he's been so rough this year he's been terrible Terrible. Yeah, terrible. But, I mean, I, I think from the, most of this, even if there's guys who get injured this coming week as well, you can kind of make these same kind of moves. So just kind of set your teams up for the playoff run here before your trade deadline or if you don't have a trade deadline. Um, and like Adam said, when somebody drops out of your playoffs too, that's another person you can trade with that might have some good pieces that you can make deals with. So uh, keep out for that if you don't have a trade deadline. That's a good, uh, good thing to remember.
0: Yeah, man, just – Make sure i love when that ta- piece of strategy man the yeah. <laughs> as as bob loses all right bob you're <laughs> done does your values change now yeah it's yep.
2: just make sure you know in those non no trade out leagues you know you're, you're duking it out you're hitting each other you know face blows all that but just don't talk too much shit, because remember you might need them that very next day you know you know you want them to make a move with you if you can. So.
0: Yeah, you remember t Rox buddy from the league last year. Oh, yeah. <laughs> yeah. Don't be that guy. <laughs> T-Rex co-manager. Don't Absolutely. be, uh, I don't remember his name, Steve. Who yeah, gives a fuck what his name was? It doesn't matter what his name is. <laughs> <laughs> fuck that guy. Oh, hey, hey
2: what are you, where are you guys at on Parker Washington right now?
1: I've seen everyone blowing all their fab on him for sure.
2: I, but I feel like it's at least a discussion. I'm not
1: no 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 i get it a, i'm um, just saying
2: he's it's amazing to me he's uh i think he's the number one player okay trending up on sleeper i sometimes like to track this just to see what five hundred and sixty-eight and a half thousand. and yeah ads went, so he went, uh he big, went big, from big, dead big, to alive yeah I'm so sure. where are we at what do we think
1: he's a best ball player for me like i ain't I don't want to start him in a lineup league, really, unless I see he does it again this week, and he's going against Cleveland this week with C.J. Beathard. you got to remember that. He's got C.J. Beathard as his quarterback. He's not going to have Trevor Lawrence. So um, I think he's just like a best ball type player for me. I'm not – like if I can get him for some fab, sure, awesome. I'll, I'll take a shot at him, but I'm not like spending a third-round pick to go buy him or anything like that.
0: I uh, I really liked him in the pre-draft process. Um, I liked him last year in college. I know some people hated him, <clears throat> but it's also the, the foundation of Penn State's offense. And maybe right. I have this Penn State wide receiver affinity, except for none of them this year. Every single Penn State wide receiver that I saw play this year sucks. Like, they're fucking terrible. So, every one of them. I hate every fucking one of them. But the last couple years, right, it was Parker Washington. Before that was John Dotson. Uh, then we found out the NFL didn't like him, right, didn't get the draft capital. And then he really just became this, like, rookie draft, pick him in the fifth round, pick him up off waivers, right? Yep. Uh, I think I had a shit ton of shares of him, but then he didn't really do anything. He got hurt there earlier in the season, too, when he finally did play on a punt return, I think it yeah. was. He, like, fucked up his ankle. You are like, okay, well, now you're headed for a year zero. Like, you're going to be a zero all year. And then it uh, it took a Christian Kirk injury, but he's worked his way back up the depth chart. He had one good game. Yeah, all of a sudden he came out of fucking nowhere, and it's like Parker Washington. So, would I spend Fab to pick him up? Yeah. Am I blowing most of my Fab budget with all these quarterback injuries going around in super flex leagues? Fuck no, because yeah. we're we're another week of like something bad happening to my teams. Where I'm not spending it on a guy who's you know 50 Eric, like you said, could he right. possibly make a lineup league? Sure. Is he more of a best ball pickup? Just depth? Yeah. So I'm, I mean, I'm, I could I'm not already blowing Fab.
1: I can already tell you his story. Everyone's going to spend all their money on Fab on him this week, and then Jamal Agnew's coming off IR, and Jamal Agnew's the slot guy, and Parker Washington's inactive again.
0: Isn't there, a, like, a, a Tim Jones hanging around, yeah, too? Yeah, he's, like,
1: he's a more of an outside guy, but, yeah.
0: Whatever the fuck a Tim Jones is, like yeah. that's a thing still, I don't know.
2: Yeah. I mean, I, I think I think that's... I figured that's where you guys would be, but that's where I'm more at. Like, it's... I'm I'm happy to see him get on the field and play well. Like I, he's a guy I was intrigued by in the draft process. Cause right. We're intrigued by a lot of players, and I watched him play. I thought he was pretty solid. And if I told you, you didn't like him, still was interested in like best ball, especially. He's done nothing all year. He's got an opportunity now. So here here's the problem for me. And I in in dynasty, this is a guy I'd like to add on my best ball teams for you know relatively cheap fab. He's like maybe he's a a story to help you you know get a couple extra flex weeks that you didn't have. Okay, cool. But the problem is because he's a rookie and because like in Dynasty now we get the rookie fever period is so long, this name is actually meaning so much more than it ever really should have. So people are going to act like this is a long-term play. Guys, he didn't do anything until Christian Kirk was out of the game, literally. And before that, he couldn't even get on the field. Now he's more than anything just but a waiver wire pickup. That's where the problem is going to be is that he's going to be worth too much. 'Cause it's not a long term thing for me with Parker Washington. Like I'd like to see him succeed, but I if you would bet on that, you're insane in my opinion.
1: Yeah. If I could buy him for the five or ten dollars fab that you know it would take to get him, sure. But I've seen one of my ladies, he went like five fifty. Oh my goodness, Somebody over half had. budget. Yeah, yeah. Yeah. I mean, well, the fact that you still had that much fab left over and you're like, fuck it, I'm just gonna blow it on Parker Washington. Or I've seen like thirty dollars, forty dollars, like even that's like still too much for me
0: if i'm a if i'm a rebuilder by all means like you guys didn't trade for my fab by all means i'm just gonna blow it off right fucking dart throws like parker washington you guys can kiss my ass but if i'm any type of a contender i'm not spending that precious fab any more than a few (laughs) bucks here or there or uh you know in baseball leagues at him i might throw a fourth rounder at him it ain't a third i'm gonna throw a fourth rounder him to see if i catch lightning no
2: that's one of those things too like a I I actually have plenty of teams where, you know, I've been trying my damnedest to not add during every week because I, I I have a hammer of fab going in the playoffs and I know what it means. I'm not going to ruin that right now for Parker Washington alone. I mean, I just don't think that would be the process play for me if I ever had that much fab
0: still lying around right now. Like I said, that, that if, would be silly. What happens if he comes comes out with C J. Beathard this week and he's like five for one twenty and two touchdowns? <laughs> what do we do then? I, <laughs>
2: If that was to happen, um. trade
1: and tank Dell for him. <laughs> Shit, fuck you,
0: trade and <laughs> tank. See you, Tank.
2: <laughs> Here is Hollywood Brown because does, does this get it done?
0: Yeah,
1: oh, ah, man. we'll see. I mean, it is against Cleveland, so it probably will happen. You're probably right. So.
0: Out of Denzel Ward's back, baby. Listen, oh, yeah. you told me a couple of weeks ago not to bes- besmirch the name of fucking Greg Newsom, and all I've seen that dude is get fucking cooked. Ever yeah, since. yeah. It's, uh,
2: it's a lot different in the second chair than the big boy chair, huh?
0: Yeah, it's a. Yeah. Uh, Man, I think you guys as Cleveland fans need to really respect how much Denzel Ward means to that fucking defense because that guy is a stud. And you see Greg, Greg Gooseman as the number one.
1: fucking hurt, though. That's what drives me insane. Well, put
0: him in fucking bubble wrap, all right? Get him a hyperbaric chamber. You know, have Deshaun Watson. I, I bet he has all massage. this stuff.
1: Yeah, I bet he has all this stuff. But he still gets fucking hurt.
2: Can I tell you, uh, I don't know how I'll fit it in here, but I'm just going to, it seems like a good time, better than ever. My buddy just sent me a life size Denzel Ward fat head. So let's go. Um, whether you like him or not, we're gonna see if we can fit him on the wall. Does this it come wall. with crutches? I, I well I was gonna tell you Eric the reason they bring it up <laughs> it, it, it's in bubble wrap. So um, they put Denzel might, Ward might in, bubble in, that. <laughs> yeah, in bubble wrap. Yeah, you might want
1: to leave it. He's in bubble wrap for now, buddy.
0: <laughs> oh, jeez.
1: All right. You guys ready for America's favorite game? We'll get the hell out of here.
0: Let's, let's go, Bob it. Barker. We're ready.
1: All right. So the one I came up with in my head while we were doing this, what is your favorite stadium you've been to? Any sport, what's, like, your favorite stadium you've been to? Either, like, that look of it, the atmosphere of it, all of it, whatever you want to go with.
0: Man, this is... So I've been to a lot of minor league stuff. Like, not a lot of professional stuff. I've only seen one NFL game in person. A lot of Hawkeye games at Kinnick. Um, One... Okay. All right. I got this. All right. <clears throat> it's a short list though. But I can tell you for what? sure what the worst fucking stadium I ever <laughs> the been worst to. Stadiums. The okay. worst, Eric. And I will it was a shithole and I'll never go back. Tropicana Field in Tampa, where the oh, Rays okay. play, is yep. a fucking dump. It's in the middle of God fuck disgusting. Yeah. Uh the stadium looks like it's falling apart. It's an indoor one, even though we play they're playing Tampa where you have nice weather. I don't fucking get it. So it's right. dumb. It's horrible. Probably the best one I've been to, like my favorite one to go to. Uh, and it's the only NFL game I've been to. But the new U.S. Bank Stadium in Minneapolis where the oh, Vikings yeah. play is a mm, – the atmosphere, it's a beautiful fucking stadium. It's easy to get to. Parking's awesome. Uh, the food, all the vendors there. Uh, everything's amazing. I mean, it costs a lot uh, to right. get their food and their drinks. But they're top-notch, top-tier. And then shout-out to the Vikings fan. You guys got – some of the coolest shit other than your your touchdown song you play afterwards that is dumb uh (laughs) lose that but the fucking viking horn like to hear that in person that's cool the skull chant to see them do it in person uh when they put out the uh the starting lineups and they run out and they got these fucking viking dragon looking things breathing hot fucking fire everywhere uh minnesota really really cool stadium but uh Big contrast between the fucking worst. The Tampa Bay Rays is disgusting. Like you guys should be relegated to single A ball with that dog shit. You're rolling out there, right? All right, Adam.
2: Man, this is a tough one because I've actually been to a a decent amount of baseball ones. So, so my uncle is a teacher. He's he's single and he actually one like his thing is to go to stadiums. So he's actually been to every single MLB stadium. He's been to almost all of the. Um, like minor league ones. Um, he's taking me on some of these trips where we've gone to like, just, we go to see stadiums. It's a, something Mm -hmm. that most people wouldn't think to do, but he does it all the time every summer. Um, I would say the most, the crate, the like most obscure one that I enjoyed the most, that was not going to get any love is minor league park. Uh, it's called the Nashville sounds actually pretty sweet. They have a guitar thing out there in the, in the, in the end of the stadium. So right outside of center field, there's like a scoreboard. That's a guitar. It's an old stadium. It's nothing like super special, but it has a very unique feel. They let you, um, like basically get all kinds of souvenirs and like free balls. There's, you know, you can get the home runs that they're hitting in batting practice. You can take them. It's got a different feel than anything you've ever been to as far as a sporting event goes. So that would be like a one-off weird one. Um, best stadium I've been to for like bigger ones is tough. I think for baseball, actually I'll give PNC, um, with the, the, I'm not a Pittsburgh. I'm born in Pittsburgh I'm a Cleveland guy though all right and don't really like Pittsburgh but their stadium for baseball is awesome you can hit it into the river uh really cool cool setup to have for that I think for football um there, there's so many different ones I could say um
1: have you been to Ohio State
2: yes I, okay. have, I haven't been there yet. it that place is the only thing is I, I, I maybe it's changed now but like uh It actually has. I went recently, and it 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 can like the fact that you can get beer now is a totally different thing than it used to be. Like it used to be, you could go to a football game there and not be able to drink the whole time. You go to tailgate, and then you go in there and you can't have any alcohol. So now they have at least alcohol sales there. Ohio State's pretty pretty unique. I'd put that definitely in the mix. Um, If you like, if the college atmosphere is your thing, I'd honestly tell you that would be the one that I've been to that's the most exciting for sure. I think that the uh, it's not the best stadium out there, but Go to a, if you went to it. I'm gonna put the Cleveland Browns fans in the the experience you have there. It's not a, the greatest stadium in the world, but you'd be surprised at how ridiculously energetic this team is or their fans are about this team. That's been even horrible. when their dog shit. Yeah, that's been horrible. Is horrible. The 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 rowdiness of them is really really cool. So yep. I, I I don't really I didn't give you a clear answer. I give you several, but those would be mine.
1: Oh yeah, they're they're rowdy. I remember when I was. This was. Oh, this is 2003 or 4 when uh the Eagles got Owens the first year. Okay. So, I was an Eagles fan, um, you know, McNabb fan, Eagles fan, whatever. And so I, you know, the Eagles Browns were playing that year in Cleveland. I went to that game. It was actually a really good game. Went to overtime. Uh Jeff Garcia was the Browns quarterback that year. Nice and I wore my McNabb jersey down there. I'm like, oh, I'll be fine. I went with my uncle, he's a cop, whatever. You know, just going through that parking lot Then you just get so much shit. Eagles suck. Uh all this stuff throwing fucking ice cubes and nachos at me and shit. Like it's it's fun like I went oh I went to a Eagle or Browns Patriots game too. They set a Tom Brady jersey on fire in the middle of the park. Oh lot. yeah. Oh yeah. Uh yeah, there's all kinds of crazy shit. For atmosphere definitely Browns <laughs> for me. Um, Coolest stadium I've been to is actually gonna be a little bit of a shocker, the old Tiger Stadium. Oh, nice. The old school that was built like the whatever the 1900s or whatever. I know it's it was probably probably a big giant shithole, but I went when I was like eight years old. You know, it's in the middle of Detroit. Fucking all the houses are boarded up. Guys are playing basketball in the parking lot, and their backboards the fucking light pole and They just got a basket where they cut the bottom out of it, and that was their basket. That was their basket they were playing with. But it was a total shithole. But just the nostalgia and the old look of the stadium, I thought that was just really cool. Um, just, just to see some of those old, um, you know, old things there. That was pretty cool. The new Red Wing Stadium, the Little Caesars Arena, that's really cool. Like state of the art, like upscale one. The Blue Jacket Stadium is pretty cool too. Um. I haven't really been to too many stadiums. I went. I think I was at the old, old Marlins one back when I was a kid too. But I don't really remember too much of that. But if I had to pick one, it would definitely be the old Tiger Stadium.
2: Interesting. I I, I never went to that one. Um, I it's close enough, but I never went to the old one. The old the old stadium that I went to that was uh like just for nostalgia purposes is cool to say you went. I went to the old Yankee Stadium, and uh, that oh yeah, that's a. That's just an experience, just to be in New York. Yeah. As a, I was like a teenager, kid, still young, and not realizing, you know, my my uncle's like, yeah, buddy, I, you know, I had a, like a small gold chain. He's like, listen, I probably just, you know, wouldn't wear that. I'm like, what are you talking about? Just, just, I wouldn't wear that out here. In right. life, you know, how, I didn't. How, how I about saw, this, you saw it?
1: How about this one? I, I, mean, I like Jacobs Field a lot. I, I still call it Jacobs Field, not calling it the new names.
2: Nice. Um, Progressive Field.
1: Did you know that that is now, like, the eighth or ninth oldest stadium in baseball? I mean, Isn't that crazy to think? And that was born. It was in 96 when it was made, like we were it, kids.
2: It doesn't actually sound that crazy to me because I'm starting to feel pretty old. And I remember my <laughs> right. we split. Like, my family didn't have season tickets enough to pay for us. We We had a bunch of families that split season tickets back when they were sold out every year. So it was like... There was like, it was actually a, we did like, almost like a fantasy draft. We had like 15 families that would spit, split a whole season. I mean, you're talking 80 games, you know? And so you had a draft one day. You come and you pick out the date. So you get all excited to go for one Saturday or Tuesday game or whatever. So right. that's a while ago, man. It's So oh, yeah. it makes sense. That's in the 90s, man. That's a long <laughs> time ago now.
1: <laughs> and another thing to make you old is when that stadium has had two All-Star games. That's when you know you're real fucking old. <laughs> two All-Star games?
2: I've been to both of them. And the, the other thing, too, is the... Uh, the stadium changed so much, too. They, t- they ripped out a, yeah. bunch of, a bunch of seats and things.
1: Yeah, yeah. I When we went down there for a Monsters uh, game the other day, we, some of the seats were removed and stuff, so they are updating it. So
0: One of the coolest ones I've been to, too, I didn't mention, was uh, Memphis. The, uh, the Grizzlies used to play at the Pyramid and the Memphis oh, Tigers, yeah, yeah, the basketball yeah. team. They got a giant pyramid in the middle of Memphis, so they used to play at that when they first uh, moved to Memphis. Now they got their mm-hmm. own... Uh, downtown, I believe. I've I've never seen that one, but like the FedEx Forum or some shit. Yeah. Or that right. that, that they're playing. But they used to play in a fucking pyramid, which is really cool. <laughs> yeah, <laughs> yeah, I, I, uh, I remember. Uh, I,
2: I'd forgotten about that, but now that you say that, I remember that. That's awesome. I, I've never been. That's sweet.
1: Another one that I, I haven't seen a game at, uh, but I did the stadium tour, was when I went to... Uh, vegas with ffpc i did a tour of the las vegas raiders stadium oh the new one i yeah, heard that's crazy yeah that was freaking cool too really really nice stadium
0: we uh we were down in vegas uh 21 2021 yeah, we took a I helicopter tour of the the grand canyon but they also do the vegas strip like on the way back and flying over that fucking stadium in a helicopter It was pretty cool that stadium looks really nice from the outside i have oh, no man. idea what it looks like inside but Outside oh, inside is great.
1: Yeah, inside definitely. If you ever uh, go to Vegas, it's I forget what we paid. I think it was like maybe fifty, sixty bucks for a stadium tour, but it's pretty cool. It's amazing too. Like
0: there's a uh, 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 the I just took a tour of Daytona. Does that count? Because that fucking place is amazing. <laughs> yeah. Oh, well, I've like... been to
1: the. I yeah. I went. I've been to the Indy five hundred. That's that would be my one that I, if I had to pick. But um, no, the. The old, the old ones like the, the Detroit Tigers stadium and stuff like those old stadiums are really cool. Nostalgia. The uh,
2: yeah. it's amazing too that that w- one of the newest and most expensive out there is a Allegiant Air stadium. Like when a Legion Air is like a budget um, airline company, is I've always find that pretty interesting. But uh, so the nostalgia one, I, I was going to put this in the next. I didn't even know if we were counting like non. The, the coolest place that I've ever been to—it's—I guess you call it a stadium. It's very limited as far as the amount of seats they have for a true stadium seating—is still Churchill Downs, where the Kentucky Derby's at. I mean, that place is like—it's—it's it's got such a, a history. And if you're there for the Derby, phew, unless you hate fun, like it's a—it's something you can never experience other than going. It's just—it's just, it's just a, a ridiculous time. People are getting crazy. There's thousands of people in the infield. It's—it's it's nice. an experience.
1: All right. Well, one more quick one. If you could have one stadium you could go to for a certain game, what would it be? Because mine's pretty easy. I think it'd be Buckeyes, Michigan. I haven't been to one yet. I think that would be pretty cool to.
0: Oh, I want to go see the Eagles play at the Link.
1: Yeah, that's another one I would like to do.
0: Home game. Gotta go see it.
1: You want to f- go to hopefully Veteran Stadium? Bring it back. No, I'm just kidding. Nah, nah, remember that play turf the... was so bad they had to like cancel <clears throat> the game. Spray painted concrete.
2: No now hold on. So. The parameters of this, you said if you could go to any event anywhere, right?
1: Yeah, any stadium you wanted to go to for like a certain game. Like I said, Michigan, Ohio State would be you know, yeah. at Ohio State with, with that stadium with, with at the that ship. atmosphere. Yeah, that would probably be one.
2: Well, I, I would say if you answered the question one way, that would be my one. But if to me, if you if I can have like three parameters, it's uh, you know, going to the Super Bowl in any stadium anywhere where the Browns are playing.
1: Oh, yeah. Yeah, that would be one too. But we know that's not going to happen. Right. Yeah. So that's why
2: I said if we have free parameters or don't we? Because if it's realistic, uh, I'll take the Buckeyes at the shoe yeah, versus have... Michigan. I've been there, but versus Michigan for sure. And then the other one would be
0: uh, if I could yeah. just have the
1: Browns. Yeah, better the odds Bowl. at Iowa winning a Big Ten championship in Indy.
0: Wow. That's harsh, man. It's going to happen. <laughs> Dang. It's going
1: to happen. I that's don't know if it's all these new teams running in here now. How about how about you, Mike? Last one. What what would be yours?
0: I still just think just I'm a generic, I'm a basic, I'm basic. I just want to see the Eagles play at the link. I want a home game there. I want to go have a cheesesteak. I want to boo and yell and scream and throw fucking snowballs at 49ers fans or whoever the fuck's there.
1: Eagles, Cowboys, or Eagles, Giants, or somebody else.
0: Eagles, Cowboys would be good, but the 49ers is becoming a pretty fast rivalry. Like it's just something about me, like i don't know you guys are you guys haven't had to deal with this but 49ers fans are fast becoming the most annoying fucking fan base i think i've ever had to experience i just hate them so much
1: (laughs) well we have a good uh meme for them with our bang bang niner gang. we do we do (laughs) and these
0: these fucking guys come out of the woodwork right like you haven't heard about them for years and all of a sudden now they're back yeah oh i was a joe montana fan yeah Yeah. sure you were you're kind of like warriors fans all the golden state warriors fans that popped up yeah yeah we know what's up Fuckers. yeah i
1: I like alabama the yankees the lakers and the warriors those are my teams this
0: is why i can at least like i don't like dallas but i can appreciate their fans because every every year the cowboys are like this is our year and it's never their year. But they're consistent, right? Like, you know Cowboys fans. They don't pop out of the woodwork. There's fucking people like, I've always been a Niners fan. <laughs> Since when? <laughs> yeah. Since when? Right. Lion. <laughs> I know you, lying.
1: <laughs> That's Cap. Oh, man. All right. Well, that is it for this week's episode, guys. Appreciate you guys joining us along. Uh, America's favorite game. But those are always fun. Enjoy them uh yeah at eric vanek nfl you can follow me there at america's game pod at south Harmon ff on twitter and youtube make sure you guys follow like subscribe all that on there as well start sit show us three every sunday make sure you guys join that too noon eastern help you guys make your playoffs and adam and mike whatever you guys got anything
0: they ain't got much man they the no? warp tool you need to get oh, it Oh yeah warp tool the last couple of weeks it's gonna come in handy Go get that warp jewel. Absolutely. I'm
2: I'm not plugging anything other than you guys go fix your own teams. All right. We got all these injuries. You got a week left, less than it's Thursday. You got till probably Sunday on these deadlines. So yeah, don't message
1: Mike Sunday morning. Answering.
2: Yeah, you know I I (laughs) got I got some of my supposed friends like hitting me up. You know quarter three. Like hey, my deadline is at the end of this game. Um, help me get a deal done. Well, the talks aren't even really started. Like bro, you, you. what do you want me to do? The impossible here?
1: Come on.
0: Yeah. Get it that's... done now.
2: Get it done uh, now. Oh, man.
1: All right. Well, that is it for this one. We will see you guys next week for episode 20. Have a good one. Good luck. Hopefully you make the playoffs. See you. are yes. playing Mike. And Mike would say go Fudderstone. Exactly. Exactly. <laughs> I'm not the one